Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for this week's lesson, Father God, about commitment, Father God. Commitment, Lord, towards you. Commitment, Lord, to people around us. Commitment, Lord, with our words, with our choices. Do we back up, Lord, the commitment that we have made to you, Father? Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Father God, for giving us this privilege, Lord, to learn topic after topic, Lord, and you feeding us, Father God, your amazing food for us, Father God. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Father. Lord, I pray, Father God, for your love to cover, Lord, each one of us in the next level group, Father God, with a thirst, with a desire, Lord, to grow in you, Lord, to multiply, Lord, for your kingdom, Father God. Lord, I pray, Father God, for your grace and your truth to set us apart, Father God, to live as your children, Father. Lord, I submit this time to you, Father God, and I pray, Father God, for your presence to cover me and your words to fall into each one of the people who are listening to it. And not only we will listen, Father, help us, Lord, to make changes and adjustments in our life, Father God, so that we can live as your children, Father. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. So what is commitment? A decision that cannot be recalled. A non-negotiable surrender to the Lordship of Christ and to the authority of the scripture. Commitment is a missing ingredient in the life of many believers. Are you a committed Christian? Being involved does not mean that you are committed. Involved is partial, commitment is total. So under the sacrificial system, the animal to be sacrificed was committed to the priest, was killed and consumed on the altar. The believers are told that they are to present themselves as a living sacrifices. With the understanding there is no such things as partial sacrifice or a partial commitment. You are called and I am called to be a living sacrifice, totally sacrificed on the altar. It is impossible to be sort of committed. It is like telling I'm sort of pregnant, but you are pregnant or you are not pregnant. You are either committed or you are not committed. It is not possible to be a partial sacrifice. So are you fully committed or sort of committed? This is a story I hope that it gives you a visual understanding of what sort of commitment and fully committed looks like. So the difference between a sort of committed and a fully committed life looks like. An explorer during his trip back home brought back a chameleon which is household affectionately named Billy the Lizard. The chameleon was given a new name in the explorer's house, Billy the Lizard. The explorer left Billy in the charge of his butler, who showed him to his many friends and associates. When the explorer returned, he asked how Billy was. The butler said, well, sir, it was like this. We put Billy on the green rug he turned green as Ireland. We put him on the red rag. He turned as red as Russia. Then some fool put him on a patchwork quilt and poor Billy burst into a million pieces. Does that sound familiar? 
about sort of commitment and fully committed. The world we, world we live in is like a patchwork quilt and we try to adapt ourselves to its, to its complexities. And because we choose to be this way, we cannot commit in our calling. So to what are you committed today? Are you in a position to keep your commitment? We see in scripture a couple of examples of people making a commitment that they simply were, were in no position to keep. So these are the lives of the people who made a commitment, but they were not in a position to keep. That is from Matthew chapter 26, verses 31 to 35. Then Jesus told them, this very night you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Verse 34, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Peter had some fancy words about commitments to Jesus. I will never abandon you. I will never disown you. Death first, Lord. But we are familiar with the scripture. And you know that Peter and the rest of the disciples all did, in fact, abandon Jesus in this hour of need. And Jesus knew this would happen. They made a commitment, but they were not capable of keeping their commitment. And they were not in a position to keep it. That's what we understand from the story. Why? Because he knew they were not yet the kind of people who are capable of keep, keeping commitments that might cost them their lives. Jesus knows very well when we make a commitment, what type of and what kind of people we are. Are we capable to keep the commitment that we say we will do? So how does your commitment look like? Then in Matthew chapter 26, Jesus is praying in the garden of Gethsemane. The night of his arrest, asking God to please make it possible for him to not have to die. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. It not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Then he, uh, then he said to Peter, Could you men not keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. We often commit to things with good intentions. We say we will do this or that and we mean it. But when it comes down to it, we cannot or do not follow through because we, we have not become the kind of people who are capable of doing so. We are still sort of committed partially committed. 
simply making a commitment will not magically give you the ability to keep it but if you make a commitment and then set appropriate boundaries and guidelines in your life and develop habits that are centered around maintaining and guarding that commitment then the commitment will have power to form you into a person who is able to keep the commitment we all have the experience of flying numerous times when we are in the flight and when the seat belt is on the pilot speeds down the runway and there is a certain point on the runway where he cannot decide to remain on the ground when he crosses the line he is committed to getting that plane in the air or the plane will crash that pilot cannot change his mind when the plane is two thirds of the way down the runway he must get the plane off the ground at that point a total commitment is called for a total commitment must be made to get the plane out of the runway into the air we also have the experience of sitting in the flight and staying on the runway for long hours going round and round in the runway feeling frustrated and impatient unfortunately that is how today's christian life feels who have never got off the ground they have been sitting there gunning their engines making noises but getting nowhere they have been planning on it to live a dedicated christian life meaning to stand strong in their commitment in the midst of struggle wanting to put full full weight on their commitment trying to learn what that commitment really calls for going to impact the world aiming to say stay true to the commitment hoping to be a true follower of christ but the tragedy is that we have never got off the runway we are just making bunch of noises without any action and we are going round and round round and round in the runway thinking that we are going to fly a sort of commitment a partial commitment will not enable you to take off from the runway into the air you will be stuck in the ground so what does it mean to live a committed life in the old and new testaments we have many examples of god's people living the committed life they were committed to following god whatever the cost might be when god sent elijah to anoint to anoint elisha to be the next prophet of god look what elisha did in 1 kings chapter 19 verses 19 to 21 So he departed then and found Elisha the son of Safat who was plowing the 12 yoke of oxen before him and he and he with the 12 and Elisha passed by him and cast his mantle upon him and he left the oxen and ran after Elisha and said let me i pray thee kiss my father and my mother and then i will follow thee and he said unto him go back again for what i have done to thee and he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people and they did eat then he arose and went after elijah and ministered unto him elisha burned his bridges behind him he killed the oxen he was plowing with and boiled them god greatly used elisha but he never would have been able to be used of god that he would not have been fully committed to following god
as a symbol of his whole heart or surrendered to God's call, Elijah took the oxen with which he had been plowing his field, killed them, boiled their flesh. He was making a public statement that he would never return to his old way of life. Does that sound familiar? Did you not commit during your baptism that you died to your old life and you are a new creation in Christ and you are saying that you are going to take off? That you are, you are not going to remain in the runway going round and round. So what happened to that commitment? Commitment is the missing ingredient in the life of many believers. Are you a committed Christian? John the Baptist was fully committed to God, having no fear when he preached openly against the adultery of the king. It ultimately cost him his life. Do you have that boldness, that courage like John the Baptist to go and preach the gospel to the people that God brings into your life? Do you have that kind of a commitment? Stephen, he preached to the Jews about what they had done to Jesus, completely committed to the gospel message. And it cost him his life. Paul and Barnabas faithfully committed their lives to God and the preaching of the message of salvation, even amid the opposition of the Jews. Paul and Silas were imprisoned because of their commitment to God and to the preaching of the good news of grace. Paul was completely committed to God, even in his days when he was persecuting the Christians. But when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, his devotion to God was as solid as ever. However, this time he needed a change of vision to see Jesus for who he really was. And with that change of vision, his commitment to God grew even stronger. This is, a, this is an actual fact that happened about a group of ministers who were considering bringing D.L. Moody to town to preach. And as they were discussing about D.L. Moody, uh, uh, D.L. Moody's great successes, they were talking about how Reverend Moody's great successes as well as the profound miracles that followed his meetings were discussed during that meeting with, amongst the ministers. One minister who was unimpressed with the report commented, does D.L. Moody have a monopoly on the Holy Ghost? Another quietly answered, no, but the Holy Ghost seems to have a monopoly on D.L. Moody. Would that be said of today's Christian, that the Holy Spirit has monopoly over us? Thus, our commitment to God is acceptable. Are we partially giving ourselves sort of committed, feel like committing when we feel like? When we have been called to be like the little pink bunny rabbit that they use to advertise for batteries. If we are committed to God, we just keep going, going and going like Paul over and over through all of the natural disasters, time in prison, attempts on his life. Paul remained committed to his Lord and Savior, Jesus. When many of us would have thrown our hands up and said, I quit, enough is enough. Paul remained committed. He kept going and going, going and going because he had committed his life 
fully to serve the lord and savior jesus christ so what is god asking you to do today is he calling you to commit your life to him is he calling you to commit to follow him as your savior and lord is he asking you to commit yourself to his church to the ministry he is calling you to serve is he calling you to sh share the gospel with others would you be that kind of people who is capable of keeping that commitment can god count on you to be that kind of a person who is capable to keep what you have spoken to stick with your declaration and to stick to your commitment and not to be like the chameleon who was torn into million pieces when it was put on a quilt that was made out of patchwork so god is asking us to look within us where are you why are you just making noises in the runway and just not doing anything for the kingdom as if you're doing something you're making noises but you're not taking off that is like saying i'm sort of pregnant and not pregnant lord and heavenly father thank you father god for the commitment father god that you asked from us lord lord you were committed lord to give your life on the cross for us father god a decision that you made that you will die for us on the cross to bring victory over our sins over our grave over our filth lord you call us to make a non negotiable surrender to your lordship and to the authority of your scripture lord why are we hesitant to make that non negotiable surrender to you father when you are a god who works everything lord when we say we surrender everything to you when we say make me new lord our words doesn't align with our works father god lord i pray father god make us father god to be a committed christian father god not to be like the chameleon father god that changed like ireland when it was put on a green rug and changed like russia when it was put on a red rug and finally fragmented with many colors adapting to the complexities of this world father god lord help us to understand that you are much worthy than the things that this world could offer us father god Lord I pray Father God Lord you have monopoly over us Father God when we see people use you using people how come God can use only them why not me everybody has the desire to be used but not willing to pay the cost for it Lord I pray Father God convict us Father God where we exchange your calling father god where we run away from the cost lord to be used by you father god where lord we are just aiming to going to planning to but never getting off the ground father god lord i pray come lord show us father god why are we afraid of the cost father god it is is it not a privilege to be used by the mighty hand of god 
will anything of this world satisfy us than God using us? Lord, I pray, Father God, for each one of us, Father God, show us, Lord, why we are stuck in the runway, Lord. Just sitting in the runway, Father God, and making noises, Father God, saying that I'm going, planning to, meaning to, wanting to, going to, hoping to, but never doing anything, Lord. Lord, I pray, Father God, help us, Lord, to live a dedicated life to you, Father God, to be used for, for you, Father God, used by you, Father God. Lord, willing, Lord, to do the things that you want us to do, Father God, and help each one of us, Lord, to commit ourselves to you, Father God, so that, Lord, we will, Lord, do your work in this world, Father. Help us not to be distracted, Lord, from the, from the things of this world, Father God, from the cares of this world, Father God. Help us, Lord, to commit our lives to you, Father. Lord, I submit and surrender, Lord, next level group to you, Father God. Lord, to become exclusively yours, we have to learn to be committed, Father God. We have to learn not to look at the cost, but to look at your face, Father. Help us, Lord, to run into your arms and be like that energizer bunny, Father God, to keep going and going and going and going, no matter what we are facing in this life, Father. I pray all of this, Father, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.